Hi everybody, you're listening to The Woke Podcast with Fox and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show. This is a show with adult content, so if you're not of legal age where you live, then turn off now. This podcast is about rope bondage. Rope bondage is edge play with inherent risk. We strongly recommend you get proper training and listen to our episode zero on safety and consent in rope before attempting it. Find it at the top of our FetLife page, Rope Podcast. Fox is a rigger and Maya is a bottom. We are long-term rope partners who live in Bangkok, Thailand. We love to share our passion for rope with the wider community. Today's episode is sponsored by you, our lovely listeners. Thank you so much for our patrons who make this podcast possible by supporting some of the costs. If you'd like to help us make more Rope Podcast episodes, please go to ropepodcast.com and visit our Patreon. Today, Maya, we are exploring the concept of combining rope with water. And right out of the gate, I'm going to start with saying I find that quite dangerous and risky. <laughs> okay, and you're a certified scuba rescue diver and you still yes. feel and like I it's dangerous? I still think it's very intense edge play and so we're probably going to start with episode with <laughs> a lot of safety disclaimers. Yeah, so first of all, let's talk about um, some of the things that people need to be aware of before they go anywhere near rope bondage. And actually, let's just note that waterboarding is outside our risk profile. Uh, yes. So consensual waterboarding um, is outside our risk profile and we won't talk about it here because... No, we, um, we're just not going to cover it. We find it too risky for us. We don't want to mention it but yeah if that if that's something you want to do we're not going to be able to help you here Um, today we will only cover situations when we're not purposefully trying to have water enter the nose or the mouth of people even in very small quantities Mm. Uh, water up the butt though nms (laughs) that we're okay with but we yeah. are. We're again not going to go into that in too much depth. Yeah, we want to save that for the special in-depth indeed <laughs> enema episode at some point later. Uh, okay. Dear listeners, let us know if you want to hear that special enema episode uh-huh. and we'll be sure to prioritize it accordingly. So it's risky because human beings cannot breathe unassisted underwater, which might come as a shock to you. Yeah, uh, indeed they cannot. And as a direct consequence of that if you keep someone underwater for too long they are going to die yeah and that's pretty much not what we want we do not want that i'm gonna go like clearly and very directly out and say we do not condone intentional drowning of people (laughs) here we are trying to achieve the opposite which is playing with near or in water and everyone's still being alive and in good health afterwards <laughs> yeah we definitely are we definitely are and um there's a lot to think about uh, yes. in this context so wet things are slippery as yes. bon jovi will tell you oh nice reference there my i like Thank it you. all and the gen x people will get that hmm. and the consequences of that are one when you're trying to keep a hold of someone who's underwater all tied up, uh, it can be a lot harder than you imagine. And so the risk of losing them uh, is a thing. Especially as they're not able to um, do anything to help you. Absolutely. And you'd be surprised at how difficult that is in water. Mm. Two, you can slip if you're on Mm -hmm. a surface that is near water. Like let's say you're playing 
at a swimming pool and there's like tiles near the water and those tiles get wet, it's really, really easy to slip and hit your head, for instance. Yeah. And if you're in bondage, it's going to usually mess with your balance. So it's going to make the risk of falling even higher. Yeah. And then thirdly, the slipperiness can be an issue. Also, if you're trying to get out of the water, let's say you're playing in the sea, you jumped from a boat and you need to climb back up on the boat or on a dock or something, the, that can be quite difficult. In scuba gear, that's um, a nightmare. It is a source of many accidents where people go down in the water and then find Can't themselves unable to get out again. Um, so other things are the things that hang out in bodies of water. And mm -hmm. by that, I'm going to put as a prime danger, sharks. Okay. Uh, less, less so in the bathtub and the shower. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't think sharks attack people sharks. Quite, quite as much as... Shark attack. <laughs> urban legends would have you believe. But all kinds of dangerous animals. So many. Uh, I am personally a victim of jellyfish. A box jellyfish. And that has been quite bad. I yeah. have scars from it eight or nine years later that you are do. still quite visible. Uh, so all kinds of dangerous stuff, animals, pollutants. If your body of water has some toxic substance, you can't necessarily see it or smell it. But if you're in that water for a while, it could have health consequences. And even things like uh, seaweed can wrap in you and you yeah, can get caught yeah. in it and again if you haven't got any ability to move around or you're having to control someone else that can take your there balance. could be sharp rocks if you're in a river or in the sea that you cannot directly visualize there could be all kinds of things um, you also have to be mindful of current so in a moving body of water current can drag you away and if you have for instance the person tying who's holding on to the person being tied and they let go for just one second, the current can actually move them surprisingly fast. Mm. Visibility in general, it's a thing that's well known in scuba diving that if you move about near the bottom, you can kick up silt and all of a sudden you can't see anything anymore. That's the sort of thing you might want to be uh, concerned with. Um, also, rope is going to react to being submerged and it could get tighter so that's a problem if you have a tie that's already tight and then getting wet makes it tighter it could be like crushingly really constricting much more than you want so that's something to look at and it can also be difficult to untie the knots and the frictions once the rope is wet so if you need to make an exit uh, that can be a problem um, it's also obviously super difficult to communicate underwater verbally. Okay. Was, like are that? you safe wording the episode? I am <laughs> trying to safe word underwater, but I feel I'm not okay. getting my message across. Good show of it. Good show Do you have a suggestion of what I should use as a safe word underwater? Um, head bobs, um, movements of the body. Obviously, if you've got your hands untied, then you might be able to use gestures. But mm. all of this is um, predicated on the person looking at that part of your body, which given how much there is often going on in an underwater tie, uh, might not be the case and this is why we and pretty much everyone recommend having a spotter hmm. uh, because the spotter can then specifically watch the bottom for um, safe words what about humming the tune to baby shark would that work oh you're so evil thank you oh i am a sadist ladies oh. and gentlemen 
Well, everybody listening is now mad at you, as well as me. <laughs> and also delighted. Yeah. Uh, temperature. Yeah, so water has this property of sucking temperature out of your body if it's colder than 37 degrees Celsius. Uh, and whatever that is for Imperials, I, I don't have the first idea. And so if you're going to stay in water for a long time to do your scene, to do your photo shoot, your whatever, then be careful of how cold you're getting because that's a really um, surprising way to get in trouble is mm -hmm. when you get fatigued, you get very cold, you can find that your limbs and your muscles don't work as well as you expect them to. Now on the less extreme side of water and rope, we can also play in the shower. And that's probably mostly less risky, although those, um, you know, those bars of soap, if you step on those, that, <laughs> that can be a bad day. Uh, and also, you probably shouldn't try to use the towel rack as a suspension point. Uh, you know, loads of home accidents are people slipping in baths. Mm -hmm. So I should have got the statistics for this, but like some crazy number of um, people uh, slip over in the bath yeah not being funny water plus soap and shampoo and whatever is around like, in fact i did but when oh yeah you, you have a scar from it i do i have a scar on my chin for you put blood over all over the in bathroom indonesian bath when having a shower at four o'clock in the morning before so night. there you go dear listeners maya suffered for you <laughs> and can now warn you of the dangers of slipperiness anyway water. what were you going to say about showers no i was just going to say tower towel rack probably not solid enough to all the person's body so don't do that yes yes or at least not as a full suspension point hmm. i think you've tied a few people to them but not putting yeah well in, in that case you have to be sure they understand and not to put their whole body yeah, exactly weight on it and make sure they're not going to pass out because obviously someone who passes out then puts their whole body weight on the whatever yeah and that leads me to negotiation is really critical i mean it's always critical for yes. bondage but even if you have um a pairing like for us when we do a scene in water we have a much more in-depth conversation about what's going to happen and how we're going to do it and what the risks are there and then mm -hmm. um, even though we play together you know almost every day and when we play with water, we only play on the catch and release basis. That's a fishing joke for you. All right, Maya, so how can we define a bit more precisely our topic of water and rope? For okay, today? well, we've already mentioned lots of the types of water that you might um, include. So mm -hmm. sea, uh, swimming pools, baths, showers rivers, lakes, um, rain. Waterfall if you're in Thailand. Waterfall if you're in Thailand or some other places too, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, you could even have like a hose or a spray or a bucket of water. Like yeah, so you would be throwing water onto the person before, during, after they're tied. Yeah, but not continuously as that goes to the thing that we're not mm. talking about. We are not. So that's the kind of thing that you might have. Um, and today we're not talking about a particular tie because that's less relevant here. We're talking more about this concept of um, playing with water playing when with water you're doing bondage. Ever. Exactly. Mm. Um, but it could involve quite a lot of equipment. This is um, a geek's uh, dream. Oh, yes, absolutely. Well, for me as a scuba diver, scuba equipment and snorkels immediately come to mind. So ways to breathe. While you're setting up, one thing that is fairly common in underwater shoots, photo shoots I mean, 
is that you have some breathing equipment on both the top, the person being tied, hopefully the spotters, it's really better to have a few spotters for this. And then you just remove that breathing equipment for a few seconds to take your photo and then immediately start breathing again. That would be a, a way to mitigate the heavy risks of this type of play. Mm-hmm. Then what else, Maya, can we use to have fun with water? So I like um, earplugs and nose plugs, particularly okay. nose plugs for me because I hate water up my nose. And when your um, arms are tied, you can't really be pinching your nostrils. No, no. And mm. when someone else is controlling the action, as it were, you don't, you can't keep yourself at the right angle to keep the water out of your nose. Mm. So for me, um, nose plugs definitely. Okay. Swimming goggle again. You can either have them on the whole time, depending on what part of the body you're taking, or, or it, I mean, even if you're taking a photo, because you might not be. A lot of people don't take. Yeah, photos. you can just play without taking photos <laughs> yeah, of it yeah. for sure. I um, think. Um, yeah, of course. And if you are going to take a photo, then you need some specialized equipment because most cameras and most phones don't really like going underwater. No, I don't want to drop my phone mm. in the water for sure. Um, spotters, I would say, are uh, we've talked about them a couple of times, but it might well involve getting them to help you. Ideally, mm. those who are good swimmers, good divers, yeah. understand water. Yeah. Um, I, ideally, if you have enough people, and you should, I would have a water team and a land team. So wow. some people who stay out of the water that can do certain things, some people who are in the water helping with other things. And also one thing I'd like to see is some kind of line attached to the person tied that is then going all the way out of the body of water either held by someone or tied to a tree a bollard something so you have a direct connection i'm talking about obviously if you're like in a river or in the sea if you're in the shower i don't think that is necessarily (laughs) warranted but if you're in a bigger more dangerous body of water having that lifeline tied to the model and making sure we're not going to lose the person and we can use that line to pull them out if necessary. That would really make me feel a lot safer. Um, and ideally, one of the people, probably not the bottom and probably not the top, should uh, know first aid and CPR. Yeah, yeah. Uh, having a couple of people. You can get certified for that either as part of scuba diving certification or just general um, first aid and first responder and that is hugely useful to all rope and even more when you have water involved um, and permission is another thing so mm-hmm. if you're using uh, somebody's swimming pool or even their hot tub uh, for what is edge play within edge play then uh, it's quite polite to make sure that you have permission for the kind of scene that you're going to do oh absolutely and depending on the situation the owner of the thing might have a lot of questions about it what, what exactly are you doing there hey guys this is fox coming in for a short break listeners like you make this podcast possible we want to continue making this podcast for you for a long time and to do that we need your support Please go to ropepodcast.com to buy rope video lessons from experts so we get a small commission on your purchase at no extra cost to you. In addition, a really great way to help us is donating on Patreon. A one-time amount or a monthly pledge that can be as little as the cost of your morning coffee makes a big difference to us. And you will gain cool perks like behind-the-scenes photos and the ability to vote on future podcast topics. 
go support us on ropepodcast.com because you love rope too. Maya, why do you think people are attracted to this combination of water and rope in the first place? I think humans generally have this attraction to water. There's okay. a lot of um, themes like renewal, baptism, cleansing. The lady of the lake. The lady of the lake. There's huge amounts of symbolism in water. Um, so there's a lot of kind of mystical type references um, and imagery. The image of hair floating around underwater or even the rope floating around if it's buoyant is one I can find really strong, for instance. Mm. Like and the, often clothes as well. Yeah, like whatever creates that weightless cloud around the body kind of effect. And also the light is distorted underwater in a certain way that can make it very visually interesting. And things are sort of cold and washed out looking often. They have mm -hmm. that cold blue light. Yeah, because um, the red wavelengths are the ones that are first affected by water so you, exactly you, you lose some of the red and the resulting image is colder and more blue fascinating all right and then you've also got the feel of yeah. the world the feel of this kind of scene i love that i am a water fox i love being i love you soaking are. in water i you try do. to do it every day in fact if possible uh, and yeah you have this weightlessness which Would you compare that at all to the feeling of being in rope suspension or is it different for you? It's different because your body isn't biting into the rope necessarily. Mm. I mean, it could be. If, if you're being pulled along in the water, you might have it, but it, your body is pulling into the rope when you're in a suspension. And then you can combine those two things and then you would be in a suspension, but that pulling sensation, that pressing sensation would be diminished because you're lighter when you're carried by the water. So for people who struggle with suspension and find that they hurt a lot, that is a way to be still suspended but have less weight on the ropes that suspend you, right? Good. And touch generally feels different in the water. So the touch of the rope is different, mm -hmm. the touch of the rigor is different. Temperature yeah. is a big piece in terms the, of... Um, impact of water droplets. If you're mm. in the shower, the pitter-patter of the drops on your skin can be super interesting. That's a sensation I like a lot. Maya, can you talk to us a bit about how terrifying it can <laughs> be to be in bondage underwater or in water? Yeah, there's... Um, you, you're literally putting your life into your rigorous hands. I mean, there's, there's... This is something that I wouldn't do with someone, mm. almost anyone. Um, and doing this, you need to have built trust. You need to have had that communication. And yeah, it's so terrifying. I, when we, um, we've done a number of scenes and we can talk about those in a minute. But when we did one in a swimming pool, um, it was so frightening. I just went right through the fear to this kind of really peaceful place which was fascinating so i think emotions are a big part of why people do this the power exchange the trust the fear the terror um yeah so there's that famous team building exercise where like you fall backwards and someone is supposed to catch you and rope bondage just normal rope bondage if there is such a thing is like that times 100 and then water bondage is that times 10,000 yeah which is why we started with so many safety concerns mm. really if you're going to do this people then 
spend a lot of time thinking about it. This isn't something to do on a whim, like, oh, let's just... Would you recommend it as pick-up play? Pick-up play, yeah. No, this is not pick-up play. And if you're going to do it at a party, you need to really talk to whoever's at the party, uh, holding the party. Hmm. Uh, In fact, that leads us to some environmental considerations. Now, we did do a rope at the beach episode, which is... That would be episode 83. Okay, perfect. And that is both you know, on the sand, at the beach, and in the water. And so that has a lot about um, public consideration. So mm. if you're playing in public, things you might That is wanna... one that is worth listening to again, for sure. What were some of your most memorable bondage scenes that involved water, Maya? Okay, so let's start with uh, the swimming pool that um, I just mentioned. Then. Okay. So we had a friend who has a swimming pool. A beautiful, um, swimming, beautiful pool. swimming pool. Which even has a picture window into her basement, which mm-hmm. is incredible. And she, um, we were staying with her for a few days. And while we were there, we talked to her about using the pool for some water bondage. Mm-hmm. And so we talked about that a lot, of course. We use, I'm not sure we said actually, we use nylon rope. Yeah, um, which we have had good results with. Like yeah. natural fiber doesn't love the water, but no, synthetics will do much better. Shrink a lot. Um, and, and you're going to fuck up your natural fiber. It's going to be unusable after a few tries of using it for water bondage. Yeah, if it's all salty, you can't wash it. Whereas nylon, we put yeah. in the washing machine and afterwards good, yeah. and it's fine. So we used our nylon. Um, uh, let's, what else, what what preparation did we do? Obviously, we talked about it a mm-hmm. lot. We talked about the tie. One of the things I remember being really funny about that day is because there was this picture window, but it wasn't a huge window, we had to get the alignment just right to be facing the camera. And obviously, we were underwater. We would be underwater. So we had to do 30 minutes of like trial and error without the rope to find the right place markers and so on to be in the right spot and we really wanted this kind of ghostly feel both for us when we were playing and also for the camera so we talked about clothes Mm -hmm. um i was wearing a kind of floaty dress thing that like billowed up around me which felt really cool (laughs) (laughs) that Um, was a really really good time and i love the photos we got from that we should definitely link yeah and they're very um evocative for me so that's the time where really i was so scared rightly so i think um and it was um a more intense um well i think of the different water things that we've done it's probably the most intense one that we've agree. done uh it involved being underwater the longest um for that one you put your hand over my face to mm-hmm. cover my nose yeah but obviously that has the <laughs> power exchange aspect of Although I couldn't breathe anyway if I was underwater with your hand on, on my face like that makes it even it was more like double breath play. Mm. I'm closing your airways and there's no air anyway. Even though we agreed that you would because so, I don't like water under my nose. Yeah. Um and I had my hair loose and I have quite long hair, so it was like floating everywhere and that was kind of fun. Um yeah, it was really really nice. And I I know how, how strong a swimmer you are and how good you are in the water and that is a big part of being able to trust you in those situations and that was a really that was a really successful time for us like it it definitely has left me with a very strong positive memory that day like it was really so fun to do the play was intense and i like intense intense. play i love the photos from it like everything about that day is good for me Mm. and then we've also done um lots of rope at the beach and we did a little bit of rope 
just at the edge of the waves one mm. time. In the surf. In the surf. Uh, so what was your experience of that one? What do you remember? I remember it being surprisingly scary, actually. Right. Because you were tied. I, I know your arms were tied. Yeah, uh, I don't think we tied my legs so that I could sit in the surf. And so... On the surface, pun intended, <laughs> it seems quite innocuous as yeah, a time. Yeah, we were just sitting there. Once the waves were throwing you around, it was actually kind of difficult to keep yeah, a hold of you. And you were like falling all over the place because balance plus big waves crashing into you. So that was surprisingly scary. And that was time. just with it up to my, like sitting with my bum on the sand, mm. um, with it up to my waist. There was no more. Yeah. And what I remember that. doing is we took a few photos without, but then I attached a line to the front of your chest and I kept that, uh, I kept a hand on that like for the rest of the scene. And in hindsight, one thing I would even have done is tie that line to my own chest and then I oh, could have uh, held you back that way. Yeah. So that's uh, a safety possibility to keep in mind. Okay. Um, and that was, um, again, lovely in terms of the, the sun and the sea and the waves. I couldn't really see because the sun was in my eyes. Uh, and it was, yeah, as you say, surprisingly scary. Mm. At the other end of the scale, scary in a different way, but the environmental hazards, no fish in this one. Mm -hmm. We went to a, a very nice hotel. So during lockdown... Uh, yeah. no, none of the swimming pools were open. Nope. And one of the reasons we're in Thailand is because most of the condos have swimming pools you can use all year round mm -hmm. because it's a beautiful country that's very warm. And so swimming pools are something that's the norm. But all the swimming pools were shut and you were a very sad fox. I do like my water. Yeah. So I booked for a night um, one of these hotel rooms that had like a really giant bath, not quite a hot tub because it didn't do the bubbles, but mm -hmm. it was a giant bath. It was a beautiful bathtub. And so what did that mean? That you wanted to do some water bondage. Yep. And we did that as a scene. We didn't have a photo shoot in mind no, at all. And I just snapped a photo of it with my phone and it ended up becoming one of our most popular robe photos ever yeah it's um it's a beautiful photo it's a beautiful setting uh the tie was interesting because it was it was an agura wasn't it was it? an agura yeah um and it was actually quite difficult um in the bath so you because obviously both of us could be in the bath so mm -hmm. you tied it you kind of moved me around in it you balance you spent a lot of time balancing me um yeah. on it and then you got out to watch me Um, and you'll see from the, if anyone ever looks at the photo, which I'll put in the show notes, you'll see there's a soda bottle. Like you can clearly see if you look carefully. That <laughs> no, it's, like it's not a yeah. set. It's actually. There's a soda bottle half drunk um, from where we were drinking. And you were kind of teasing me and I was really balancing kind of on my butt and with um, a bunny ears tie yeah. and leaning on the back and I was kind of holding on but also I'm not able to hold on because I only had, you know, half use of my hands. And once again, slippery. So slippery, yeah, because my I was worried that any second my butt would, like, slide and I would fall. Mm. Um, and it was a lot of fun and we did um, some lots of nice things in the bath and it was also another beautiful memory and we're really lucky to have that 
photo. Yeah, and it became one of our iconic photos. Yeah, a so photo that's, that that's really... quite beautiful. All right, so Maya, what did we learn today apart from the fact that water bondage is super dangerous? So water bondage is super dangerous. Yes, that's true, Maya. <laughs> water bondage is really dangerous. Um, there are lots of things that you need to talk about with your partner mm -hmm. um, and ideally your spotter and any other helpers before you go in. Make sure everybody knows what's happening. Uh, talk about all the potential risks and really negotiate um how you're going to mitigate those risks. So, mm -hmm. you know, have you, for example, tried out your um, cutters underwater yeah. uh, with a soaked rope? Um, so lots of risks. There are also lots of great reasons why people do it. Partly yeah. visual. Um, and honestly, just tying a photo in the shower can be so much fun. Yes. Okay. And we, we talk, we've gone for the more dangerous end because... Or under the rain in your garden. Yeah. Or under the sprinkler. <laughs> That's very cute. <laughs> Although it might get annoying after a few rounds. Okay, yeah, because. Psh, psh, yeah. Psh. Um, anyway, so. Or if you have a cat girl, you know, like a, a Neko girl, someone who likes pet play as oh. a cat person, you can use the spray to tease them. Then why not? Bad cat! <laughs> Something like that. Always negotiate first. <laughs> okay, so anyway. Um, There's lots of possibilities. Mm. So you can use water in all kinds of ways. Um, and there's a huge range within this topic. Uh, as you can see by the fact we have Beach Rope and the Beach as a whole episode on its own. And Absolutely. I'm sure we'll have more in the future. All right. And looking forward to the Enema special episode soon. Or not. Or not, depending on what the, the listeners tell us. We're, we're waiting for your feedback. Yeah. So that won't be the question of the week. <laughs> Um, yeah, but it can be a lot of fun, a lot of risk, a lot of sensuality in all the ways, visual, touch, all the ways. So the question could be, dear listeners, what would be your ideal scene involving bondage and water? And you can send us a message or answer that in the comments as you prefer. So that's all from us at The Rogue Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. And also come friend us on our FetLife page, Rope Podcast. Follow us on Instagram, where our name is also Rope Podcast. If you have a question related to rope, we'd love to answer it in one of our future episodes. Drop us a message on FetLife or Instagram. If you like this podcast and would enjoy more episodes, find all the ways to support us on our website, ropepodcast.com. In particular, please consider supporting us directly on our Patreon page. Thanks for listening. And have fun tying.